Should we put a, a wager down on Packers-Ravens? You we, better. We, we did win on uh, preseason football last week. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't. You got the starters playing, don't you? You got Aaron Rodgers going, you're going to win. Uh, well, I mean, it depends how big a lead he can uh, provide, hopefully. Uh, speaking of the Packers, they play preseason game number two tonight. And uh, as you just mentioned, Evo, Aaron Rodgers, yes, he is playing. Um, according to Matt LaFleur and Rodgers, both somewhere uh, of at least a quarter, if not longer. Um, you know, didn't play. None of the starters played in week one. None of the starters play in the final preseason game. So it always comes down to preseason game two or three. And, you know, is it both of them, one of them, neither of them? Um, you know, and it's the age-old question, right, with, you know, playing your veteran players in the preseason. Like last week, no starters really played uh, in any game. And then Patrick Mahomes played, like, yeah, for the Chiefs, and everybody <laughs> was freaking out. I mean, I get it. I'm like, this is the league MVP and you're playing in week one of the preseason. But then I started thinking about, okay, like, what's the difference between Patrick Mahomes playing a series, which he played one series last week. What's the difference between Patrick Mahomes playing one series and Aaron Rodgers in, in game one and Aaron Rodgers playing a quarter in game two? Is there a difference? I don't, I mean, am I missing something? No, not really. I don't, so then, I don't mind that the starters, I like the fact that the starters are playing. What have we heard through camp, that the offense isn't nowhere near close to the level of the defense right now. So what have we also heard every year for the Green Bay Packers? They start slow, right? There's no connection in the offense. Well, when you have a new system, a new head coach, a new coaching staff in general, a new playbook, and you already have the reports coming out that the offense is a little disjointed and not as ahead of where like the defense is, why wouldn't you play a little bit in the preseason, get some live ammo? Genius. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and you are a first year coach. Uh, I just, you know, and it's obviously it's different than when it's McCarthy and Rodgers and you're together for, you know, however many years and you can predict each other's moves. Yeah, but uh, even then they said the Packers would always start slow. So why not, you know, get a little rust off? Uh, I'm just, you know, I, I it's probably like you can't, and I've said this many times, I mean, you can't live your life, you know, out of fear. And, you know, what are you going to put Aaron Rodgers in a bubble, you know, in the offseason? Uh, people get hurt, you know, there have been players who've been hurt, you know, falling off treadmills and carrying suitcases upstairs and taking off their cleats. And I mean, there's, there's bizarre injuries. I get all that. But is there the notion of, yeah, an injury could happen anytime, any place. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater almost had to have his leg amputated. Hell, Matt LaFleur told her his Achilles playing basketball in practice. Well, I'm just saying, you know, that's a good point too. But, you know, like Teddy Bridgewater two years ago for the Vikings – was in an uncontacted drill, tore his knee up so bad they almost had to amputate it on the field. Yeah. He wasn't even touched. So I, I suppose you could get hurt anytime, anyplace, anywhere. I'm just saying when we've now, I don't know if you I mean, do you say is Aaron Rodgers injury prone when he's missed, you know, the better part of two of the last six years? You know, you had the calf injury. He did, for the most part, play through the calf injury a couple of years ago. Uh, but that was a bad injury. Obviously, two broken collarbones, like, I don't, I, mean, I don't know if I would say he's injury prone. And a broken leg. Well, and it's right. Yep. He finished last year with a broken Almost leg. Almost had to amputate it. So, you know, if you have... Well, hell, Jordy you, Nelson went down with a non-contact injury, though, too, you know? So, remember that preseason game? I do. So, um, that's my point. Like, is it ever worth playing your starters in the preseason? Because, yeah, it's, timing's good, new coach, new system. But it's more important to have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams healthy against the Bears in week one than it is to have them playing tonight, right? 
And I'm not saying I disagree or agree. I'm just putting the question out there. No, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I, I think practice in a situation like this is a good thing for a new playbook and a new coach and trying to get on the same page. You know, Devontae and Aaron Rodgers are already on the same page. That's something I don't think any of us are worried about, are we? But no. when it comes to him and his head coach and him and the other guys, who's going to step up and have that rapport with Aaron Rodgers as wide receiver number two, wide receiver number three? You know, I think that's what, what is important for this quarter of play. And then I think LaFleur said in game three they're going to play the first half. And then, obviously, game four, nothing at all. Uh, 608-321-1670. I mean, and look, again, you can't operate your life out of fear. Um, and that certainly includes being a fan of the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, if someone's going to get hurt, if Aaron Rodgers is going to get hurt, like I said, uh, Aaron Rodgers could have, you know, in a in a simulated, you know, passing drill at practice yesterday – have got tangled up with a lineman's foot uh, or could have just planted weird on the grass and tore in a ligament in his knee, right? And, yeah. I mean, or he could be playing against uh, the Ravens tonight and roll out and somebody drives him into the turf again and he breaks a collarbone. Um, I mean, the, the, the comeback to that is, can you imagine if an Aaron Rodgers or a Devontae Adams got hurt tonight and it was a significant injury, the reaction would be of it was in a preseason game. That's where I'm getting at it. Again, you can't go back retrospectively, retrospectively on all this stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, they could get hurt though, pulling up to the parking lot and stepping out of their car. You know, they could get hurt anywhere. They could hurt, you know, shopping for groceries outside of you know Lambo. I think the only reason why Aaron Rodgers is playing tonight is because it's a new offense and a new coach. If this was McCarthy like last season, there's no way he's playing tonight. How many times though have you heard every single year from Packer fans and cheeseheads alike that once the offense, if they start slow this year, everyone will be crying that they didn't play or get enough reps in the preseason games? Right. You hear it every single. So that's my year. point. Like we then can't... if they play and something has to happen, then it will be well. Why are they playing? They shouldn't have been out there. The the cheesehead will never be happy over the decision here. It's a good thing that they're playing, albeit just a quarter, allegedly. It's a good thing because you have a brand new head coach, something that hasn't happened in Green Bay for, what, 13, 14 years? So get out there. Get a little live ammo. They've never done this before together, so let's see what they can do. I don't even know if you need a quarter, just a couple series. Yeah, just kind of get some kinks out. I think it's a... You have to do it. Oh, I know, I, and I, I think they should be playing as well. Uh, I'm talking about Rodgers and Adams. I guess the comeback then to what you just said a moment ago, Ebo, is look if people gonna get hurt, you could get hurt, you know, walking out of your car. Exactly. Or, and, but okay, so if that's the case, then why don't especially in this parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. You get hit. Uh, but why don't they play every preseason game then? Why don't you just say, look, uh, if you're gonna get hurt, you're gonna get hurt. We can't, you know, uh, we can't operate out of fear or we can't operate out of it's the preseason. What if Aaron Rodgers got hurt? If it's about timing and getting ready, then shouldn't shouldn't players always play no, you preseason got so many, or otherwise? Well, preseason is a, a lot of these games are afforded the guys that are trying to make the roster. So, do you really want to have Aaron Rodgers out there preseason game number one with someone that's a practice squad guy that doesn't really quite sure know what he's doing? Why not get their feet wet a little bit in preseason game one for the guys that are trying to make the roster? See what you got, and then once you see guys that you know can block or know what they're doing or protect Aaron Rodgers. Then game two, you have the starters out there and maybe mixing some guys that are trying to fight for a spot and see how what your death chart can look like when it comes to starters also in there too. Because once live action, once an actual game happens, regular season, week number one, you're not going to have the entire starting, the entire starters out there the whole time. You're going to mix and match with other players of how they play with, you know, guys that are second string, guys that are first string, horribly, hopefully not guys that are third string. 
know what I'm saying? It's all chemistry. No, I, and, I mean, and that's what the, you're right. I mean, that's what the preseason's for is for the backups. I'm just saying if it's, and, you know, we, how many times did we hear this with Rodgers and McCarthy? Oh, it's another slow start for the Packers. Oh, this season's slow. Well, then if that's the case, then play, play him more in the preseason so that he doesn't start slow in the regular season. Yeah, well, I think they should play a little more in preseason, to be honest with you, but the, this one quarter than the half in game number two, or three, I mean, fine with it. Maybe a little more time, but I'm not the coach. I know it's a completely different sport, but uh, baseball, they do play spring training games, and most of the time they kind of build up where Braun might get in a bat one game, and then towards the end he's playing half a game. Wasn't that amazing, by the way, Nelly, that the Brewers were able to pull out a win without Braun in the lineup yesterday? Spectacular. Ah, I didn't see that coming. That's like that's like getting a, that's a steal. They stole a game yesterday. Trent Grisham. Hey, you uh, steal a game yesterday and you give one away the day before. I guess uh, things evil even out. It's nickname time on the Joe and Evil Radio Network. Remember Trent Grisham. What was it? Uh, Hathim, what was the Thon Maker nicknames? Oh, uh, when he had that breakout, the one we settled on. Hakeem Elijah Thon. Right, and Dirk Thoninski. Yeah. Um, um, Trent Grisham is, you know, we've done this game. We did, you know, we did the, when Yelich first burst on the scene last year, we did the Yelly nicknames. I After last night, I will admit, it's uh, it's time for the Grisham to be to graduate to the Joe Nebo School of Nicknamery. Yep, it's going down for real. Put uh, it up Nelson, there. Nelson, does, does uh, yeah, put it on the Twitters. Do, does he have any, you know? In his AAA, we were talking about it, how he was this highly touted kid, and he was, I still really never got the answer from you or anybody else. What's um, that? I was talking to Nelson or you or anybody. The guy never hit more than 230, but yet he got called up. Like, what, were the Brewers just like, hey, he's a, we, we got to try it? Like, how did he ever get this far? In his defense, he did have a really good on-base percentage. So, though he wasn't necessarily hitting 270, 280, something respectable like that. He was getting on base quite a bit. So that players weekend is, that's next weekend, right? Not this coming week, but the weekend after against the Diamondbacks. So they're going to have the, you know, the jerseys, the nickname on the back. So Grisham's, they already released the names of them. Trent Grisham's, they said Grisham's nickname falls victim to some laziness. It's just Grish. Oh, no. We got to get him a better one. Dude, they need to change it up and go back to Clark. (laughs) His name used to be Trent Clark. He changed it. And why, do we know why he changed his name? Not sure. I could. I'll Google it. No, 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 no. That's going too far. But uh, he has played better under the the Surrey name Grisham. I think. I mean, what's a you know like? I had a plan. Like if my last child, because I was done at three, I had a plan that if it was a boy, I was going to name it Cash. And I said, do you think there's any chance that a kid named Cash Miller wouldn't be good at sports? Cash Money Miller. Right. Now it was a girl. Ended up being Clementine. Pretty cool name. But I can't. Aren't there some names where you just like if you have that kind of name, you have to be like good at something? Yeah, I feel like if you got yeah, totally. So is Grisham? I mean, is is Grisham a better sports name than Clark? I don't know. I don't know if I agree. I with like that. Grisham. I like. He definitely plays better I mean, as Grisham I, than he does Clark. Nelson, you remember Marquise, Marquise Grisham, former Brewer, right? Cash Miller. Year. What would Cash? What would his middle name be if it was Cash? I mean, I. I don't, I don't think we got that Cash, far. Cash, me outside. How about that, Miller? <laughs> it would probably have been Joseph. It's like um, if you have a kid and it's named, Cash, Ro- me outside. named Rocky, good, it's got to be a tough kid. Well, yeah. right. Um, well, see, my my real believe it or not, my real name, I know you guys know this, but my real name is Bo. Right. My dad wanted to name have my middle name be Hunter. So it would be Bo, because my dad's a big hunter. That's badass. Bo Hunter. I mean, you talk about complete redneck Wisconsin. And my be- mom looked at him and said, 
Never. Yeah. It will you, not happen. You would. Be I don't even. I don't even hunt. From Dodgeville, and your name is Bow Hunter. I mean, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> and I don't even hunt. That's right. the thing. Um, Bow Hunter. But I, would, I couldn't be a guy named Bow Hunter and not hunt. Like that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Okay, but here's the thing, Nelson on Grisham, and put the nickname thing on on Twitter, Evil, because yeah. that's terrible. He's his nickname is Grish. Um, stop it. Um, hey, a lot of baseball nicknames is just whatever their last just name shorten, is, yeah, and then shorten. add an E. Yeah. Hey, Grishy. Hey, Brawny. Hey, buddy. Uh, okay, Will Clark. Hey, Lucy. Is Will Clark in the Hall of Fame? The former San Francisco Giant first baseman. He was a great player. Is he in the Hall of Fame? I have no idea. Uh, Jack Clark. Uh, he is he in the Hall of Fame? He was a hell of a player on uh, uh, for the Cardinals in the '80s. I think there's a better shot that the, that a Clark is in the Hall of Fame than a Grisham. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what was the thinking? I need to know. He I, wants to break the mold, as Zach Heilprin would say. Um, <laughs> I I need to I need to know more about why he would go from see I would go from Grisham to Clark, right? Well, I don't think he got to start with Clark. <laughs> so I'm, that's I'm, why he chose Clark. I'm trying to figure out why he changed his name. It had to have been for a good reason, because you just don't change your name, you know, if, unless you feel very strongly one way about it. Um, I'll look. Let's see. There was, um, there's been a lot of Clarks who played in the... He in, changed his last name to Grisham in honor of his mother in 2017. Okay, then that makes okay. sense. Did she, like, pass away, or...? I, that's all I found. Um, so it looks like the two best, Jack Clark or Will Clark would be the two best Clarks. I guess there's not as many, although there was a guy who played in the 1800s named Boiler Yard Clark. And there was a guy who played in 1910 called Spider Clark. He was a pitcher. Spider Clark? Yeah, he pitched from 1899 or 1890 to 1910 for the Buffalo Bisons. This article, November 15, 2017, when he legally changed his name to Grisham in honor of his mother, the name change... This is from the article. The name change certainly doesn't have any measurable effect on Grisham's skill or outlook. <laughs> yeah, wait, just wait two years. Hitting right? dingers to beat the Twins, baby. Um, yeah, who could forget William Jones Boiler Yard Clark? He played uh, for the Baltimore Orioles and the Boston Bean Eaters in the uh, late 1800s. So I would think, yeah, I mean, but or do you say because Grisham's more unique? Clark's a pretty common American last name, I would think, right? Got to be millions of Clarks. Can't be that many Grishams. Tons of Clarks. There's Clarks right. everywhere. I went to school with Clarks. I mean, like I tell, I, I give my parents this all the time. I'm like, way to put yourself out there, mom and dad. Joe Miller. <laughs> I mean, was John Smith taken that day? <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, hell, Bo Hunter or Bo Thorson is a hell of a lot. And Nelson Respeck. I mean, at least it's unique. Oh, here it I is. Mean, it sounds like he he changed his last name in honor of his mom because his mom raised him. It doesn't really sound like his dad was in the I picture. See. Okay, that makes sense. So Nelson's. His mom's maiden name is Nelson. Could you imagine if Big Raj would have kept, would have gone with the mom's name when they got married and Nelson would be called Nelson Nelson? That would be sick. That's also a band. And I, I, jo- I, Joe Miller. I think I've told you guys this story before on the air. My college roommate, a huge man, he played, uh, he was offensive lineman and our heavyweight on a wrestling team. Uh, his name was Matt Stein. Uh, he's from, he was German. Oh, Matt and Stein. his parents came from Germany. I'm not making this up. Mother's first name, Franca. Franca Stein? Stop it. No way. That might be one where you take, you keep your maiden name. That's a power name right there. <laughs> Franca but, Stein. I mean, so Trent Grisham is, you know, he's good. He, he, so he's he's, and at, he's a nickname. He needs a nickname. 
Whether it has to do with can, not can, and not Grish and, and not Grish, that's what he's going with. Now I don't know if the Brewers right, have already pulled re- it up. The Brewers have already released the jerseys, so maybe we can't get this done in time for next week. But obviously, it doesn't appear Trent Grisham's going anywhere anytime soon. So there will be other throwback player weekend jersey days. I I, I would think from the Brewers' perspective too, you're going to sell a lot more jerseys or T-shirts or bobbleheads or whatever if you have a pretty cool, clever, you know. Nickname, you know, theme gimmick. I don't know that Grish is going to get it done. So Nelly, you were, Nelly was saying like baseball, and this is totally true for baseball. They just throw a Y at the end. They shorten your name and throw a Y at the end of it. So Aaron Wilkerson, his nickname on this jersey going to be Wilkie. Brandon Woodruff, Woody. Woody, right? <laughs> uh, Chase well, Ye- Yelich has got to be Yelly. Kesson Hira, Cast Daddy. Uh, Chase Anderson, Chaser. You either throw a Y or an R. Hey, Bronner. Hey, Brody. Oh, right. That's why hey, Bron. Chaser. I, mean, I get Bronners, and he is the yep. Bron Chise. I mean, what two incredible nicknames for Ryan Braun? I mean, Chaser. What are we, are we getting a whiskey with it or something? <laughs> uh, give me a beer. I mean, come on. Um, all right, 608-321-1670. All right, so if you look at the Grisham side, uh, did you guys watch CSI, the original? I, I never really got... Into those shows too much because Gil. The, the, what was the original? Was that the one with? Uh, that's one, the one in Vegas. No, that yeah, was that's more the, of a Miami and New York. Okay, well, the original was Vegas. I was was that say, Ted Danson? No, well, it was eventually, but I was going to say the guy who started it, his name was Gil Grissom. Oh yeah, I remember that um, dude. So I'm trying to think of famous Grissoms. This is Grisham, but uh, you had Gus Grisham, the astronaut. There's from, John. Uh, there's John Grisham. Wasn't John he a, Grisham, the art, or the author. Author. That's Grisham. Um. Dude, he he made all those books that were so you know highly successful. They made movies out of like half well, of them. He made a lot. He, he he was hot in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the firm. Uh, I just I'm trying to think of do we some, do something with the name change? Do we do something with Grisham? Um, just a nickname. I'll throw it well, out there. Well, we'll 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 kick it on. I literally think a, the only famous Grisham is John John Grisham, and now Trent Grisham, aka Trent Clark, aka Twins Killer. Um. Yeah, I mean John John Grisham is for sure uh, the most famous Grisham. Oh, uh, totally. We got did he do? He did the Firm. He did a bunch of. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, he did too. all like the Rainmaker, yeah. the Firm, Runaway Jury, all those like '90s like lawyer movies. That Tom Pelican Cruise Brief. To, all those were. Uh, I feel like it was either Tom Cruise or Harrison Ford in or something. Um, no, those are good movies, man. H-M? All right, six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. And by the way, I mean speaking of back to our guy Trent Grisham. Um, Nelson, if they lose that game yesterday and you have a day off and the Cardinals win, I mean, how bad are you stewing just stewing as a it. Brewer fan and as a player to just be in that? That would be a three-game losing streak heading out on the road. That would, I mean, that he, he kind of saved some momentum there with that home run. Well, especially when you give the game away like you did the night before, a game that most thought they were going to obviously win. That's just such a... Optics-wise, that's such a bad look. You lose the one game at the end of the series, then you come in, give away a game, and then obviously lose your third straight. They needed that one. Yeah, they needed that big time. Look at that, the scores from yesterday. How do you not, How do people not think the baseball is juiced? The White Sox beat the Strohs <laughs> 13-9. The Rockies beat the uh, D-backs 7-6. The A's beat the Giants 9-5. The Nationals beat the Reds 17-7. You have another score of Philly beating the Cubs eleven to one. These scores are insane. Every time you look at, I look obviously every day, and there's just inflated scores everywhere. Runs in baseball are crazy this year. 
How do you, um, how is the baseball not juiced? Well, it's totally juiced. The question is, is it was it done intentionally like at the factory or did they just change it in a byproduct of them changing the baseball? Now baseball's like, ooh. We kind of screwed that up because remember we found out that ba- I mean this is so weird. Talk about nepotism at its finest. They own the company. Yeah, they bought it. That that makes the baseballs. MLB bought was it Rawlings? I think MLB yeah. bought the baseball company, and all of a sudden, what is what has MLB been wanting to do? Aren't they been wanting to like rise more up on the ratings, more eyes on the TV because everyone. I think baseball is probably last in the it's list like, of major sports. Yeah, it makes me think of in, in Austin Powers when Dr. Evil comes back from outer space where he's been frozen for 30 years and number two says, Dr. Evil, why are you away? Virtucon's grown by leaps and bounds and he lists all their assets. And he goes, and a factory in Cleveland that makes models of little factories. Like, because Virtucon owned yeah. the world. Like, Major League Baseball has a factory that makes baseballs. Like, it's it's like Vir- Major League Baseball's become Virtucon. But all he wanted was sharks with laser beams on right. their freaking Just, head. They were sea bass. Are they ill tempered? <laughs> I mean, like they and now we own a hundred yeah. Starbucks across the nation. Right, they make the baseballs. And look at the scores. Look at how the runs are so just jacked up. Home runs are jacked up. What did baseball want? Eyes on the TV watching their product. What yeah. is baseball? What is baseball bad at? Marketing. Terrible. What are they doing? Chicks dig the long ball, right? Yeah. Dudes dig the long. Who doesn't dig the long ball? <laughs> Unless you're like a baseball purist. Look at the scores. Seventeen to seven. The Nationals beat the Reds. That's not even like an. That happens all the time. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. I, and you're right. I mean, the, the, like, they bought the company. They bought the baseball company. Um, Even we had a pitcher talking about it. I forget who the pitcher was. It was uh, Justin Verlander. Yeah, Verlander was talking about how he's like, follow the money, follow what happened. It's obvious to see MLB is juicing the baseballs or did something with them after they bought out, I think it was Rawlings. Rawlings. It's crazy. Well, and you know, it's um, yeah, it was Rawlings. They bought Rawlings. Well, and and it's um, you know, it's it's Major League Baseball's you know prerogative because they own it. So it's not like who's going to step in to tell Major League Baseball like, uh, oh, by the way, uh, you know, you probably shouldn't buy the company that you know manufactures the baseballs for your league. But like, wh- who's going to tell me it's they own it? Yeah. So if you want a lot of home runs, uh, $395 million, that's what they bought them for. There's going to be a So Buster only put out a tweet this morning that says, there are already 75 players with 20 or more home runs with a quarter of the season remaining. During the entire 2014 season, 57 players hit 20 or more home runs. <laughs> it's crazy. Scoring, they're going to break the record for the average of scoring. They're going to break the record for home runs hit. They're going to break every. They're going to break everything because of these juice baseballs. And I'm totally fine with it. If they're not going to let the players juice, then go juice the baseballs. Whatever. It's exciting. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. I Yeah, I mean, you can't have it both ways. You can't complain about low ratings and then complain that, you know, people are hitting uh, too, many, too many home runs. All right, we, uh, again, changed his name. His nickname he's going with is Grish. Um I mean, like you said it, but I mean, that's like the baseball. Just take the last three. I'd be, I mean, if I played professional baseball, I'd be Mill. Hey, Mills. Uh, hey, Billy. And also be Ress. You'd be Thor. Uh, yo, come on, Mill. Good hit there, kid. Come on now, Mill. Come on, Mill. All right there. Put it in there, kid. Yeah. Come on now, Rez. Come on, Rez. Would you be Rezzy? You'd be Millsy. You'd be Nelly. Nelly. Well, if you're going to go that, why wouldn't you just be, would it be Grishy? Why don't we just put a Y on it? Grishy? Because it's lame. Okay, how about... When he, when he hits a home run, you want to kiss him. It's Trent Grisham. Mm. Right? Nelson, who's the, what do you who's think? the twins killer? Mm. You know, 
know it sounds good, but I don't know if that would fit on the back of the jersey. Whoa, we could just use a smaller font. Oh, here we go. Coach Hagen on Twitch says, what about Kent? Any other Clark you know that has an alter ego that saves people in games? Clark? I Kent? got it. Well, what if we just went Superman? What if we called him Superman? Yeah, but he changed his name from <laughs> Trent Clark to Trent Grisham. I don't think he wants to right? be known as Clark anymore. That's why I was, okay. Um, for, we're abandoning any reference to Clark. Um, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe, he, maybe he doesn't mind it. I don't know. It's what did you just say over the break? It's not. <laughs> um, when he hits a home run, you want to kiss him. No, it's the, Trent Christian. I thought you said one before we went back on. Oh, air. what was it, Nelson? It was. It wasn't. It's not. Uh, God, fish him. It's Trent Grisham. Yes, <laughs> something yeah. like that. I know you love your ones like that. Um, let's see. It says. Uh, by the way, our friend Mountain Crest fan tweets. I don't. Can you explain this one to me? I was singing a little karaoke with the Joe and Ebo show this morning. What you think of my pipes, Nelson? Hashtag love my family. That's from Mountain Crest fan. What were we doing? Some karaoke? Or is he talking is about the Scott? Isn't that Charlie? Band? Is that Charlie? Yeah, he was singing to this. Oh, was morning. he singing? Yeah, okay. he sang a little oh, bit. Oh, I'm sorry, Charles. Uh, all right, six. Did he tweet that Nelson? No, he. Well, I think he put at Nelson, but I don't think he realizes that the guy he went at is some guy named Nelson Minhar. Let me see. Uh, it's they're not. It's Nelson's Twitter is at Rowdy Razor. He went at <laughs> Nelson, and the Nelson he went at is uh, Nelson Minuar. Uh, All right, well, I gotta, I, I gotta I look at I don't this. think that's our Nelson. Uh, oh, he yeah. lives in San Francisco, California, and he's back on Twitter after persistent management problems. <laughs> so, but that's who. Look my, at that's that. who Charlie. Look at this is. Nelson Minar. Who is this guy? Uh, Nelson. Whoever this guy is, he has at Nelson. He looks like a jabroni. Go tell this guy to delete his Twitter account. Definitely got the wrong Nelson. It's at Rowdy Razor, Charlie. Tell this buddy. guy to go delete his Twitter account, Nelson. See, I don't want that. You're the real Nelson. I don't want the at Nelson. I'm found with Rowdy Razor. Yeah, stick with Rowdy Razor. All right. right, So we were asking uh, the question. Oh, here we go. So Crooked Numbers says the reckoning for Trent Grisham and JD and 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 JD and MSN and your in your kind of vein. You know when you do your hashtags and your nicknames, it's always it's not it's not JD says. Ed Zone Madison, if you want a nickname from a guy named Joe, look elsewhere and just say no. <laughs> okay, well, can, how about this then? Well done, JD. I got a couple ideas then. Can we go, you know, we were talking about the who's the most famous Grisham. It's got to be John Grisham, the author. It's totally John Grisham. And what what was one of his books? The, the Rainmaker? Who The Rainmaker. Why can't we call Trent Grisham The Rainmaker, Nelson? The Reckoning is what Crooked Numbers, that was John Grisham's last book, by the way. That's well done, uh, Crooked Numbers. You could call, why can't we call him The Firm? I mean, that's pretty cool. He's the firm of Mike, the, the law yeah. firm of Grisham. The Testament. The New Testament. Uh, I like, I like, I like The Rainmaker. That's Same, cool. Same, because you're hitting bombs. Right. Right now, that's the front runner. Um, clubhouse leader, Rainmaker. Rainmaker's a t- clubhouse leader. Hell In yeah. honor of John Grisham. Uh, you could go a little dark. I mean, remember the uh, the Matthew McConaughey, Samuel Jackson movie, A Time to Kill? Oh, yeah. We could, you know, that's what he does when he's at the plate. Time to Kill with Trent Grisham. It's a little dark. It's kind it's of a little, little long. Little, a little um, wordy. Like uh, this guy on Twitch, Judge Smales, says two things Joe doesn't understand. Hashtags and nicknames. What are hashtag, you talking about? Hashtag that nickname was a mile long. That Exactly. Makes you think. You want to, what was it? When he, you when wanna, he hits a, <laughs> you want to kiss him. When he oh no when he when he hits a home run you, you want to kiss, kiss him, him it's Trent Grisham yeah <laughs> what's wrong with that is that a nick I don't know if that's a nickname that's just like a 
It was so long, you had trouble remembering it. It was like a limerick. Well, we, I'm talking it through, Nelson. There once was a man from Nantucket. Was, <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> easy. I've already been dying to dump you know, myself earlier this week. No, I the Rainmaker. That, That's the clubhouse leader That right is a... Uh, Let's see. That was his seventh book. I believe they made they did make a movie out of that. That was with Susan Sarandon. Um, where Tyru Smitty tweets at me at Ebo says he goes, "How about Rain Man? Yeah, definitely, definitely going to hit a home run here. Yeah, yeah, a lot of home runs. Definitely 390 feet. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, of course, fifteen minutes of Wapner. Yeah, of course, Charlie Babbitt's boxer shorts on the highway. Yeah, that's a different movie. I'm sticking with Rain Man, dude. Rainmaker is good. Tyler Tyru Smitty, Rain Man, good movie. I don't know if you want to be your nickname though. Yeah, definitely not my nickname. Yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of. A lot of balls, yeah. yeah. A lot of home runs, he's pitched, yeah. He's pitched ninety six pitches, yeah. yeah. Cutting, cutting baseball cards with my brother Charlie Babbitt. Six zero eight three two one sixty seventy. So okay, Aaron Rodgers plays like are so you are, are you at all like are you gripping? Are you white knuckling this game tonight? Because no. if Rodgers gets touched, or maybe no, no. I'm not. He, he's got to get out there and get his reps. In, I man. get that, but it doesn't mean are you not going to be white knuckling it no, at all? No, I'm not. You could be. Why live your life scared? You had. Who the hell did it? Will Smith didn't he tear his Achilles? I know it's baseball, but didn't he tear his taking Achilles his taking his off. shoe off? Yeah. Didn't uh, Dustin Johnson fall down some stairs at his house? Had to miss the Masters because he fell down the stairs. Yeah. Moises Alou when he was on the Cubs, you know the Steve Bartman effort of that, the infamous he fell off the treadmill. Yeah. And had to miss the playoffs because he fell off his treadmill. I remember some Cubs guy hurt him his shoulder in a hot tub. Was it Kerry Wood or whatever? He like hurt his shoulder in a hot tub. Yeah, Current no, Cubs player Jonathan Lucroy didn't he have a. Yeah, a suitcase. Luggage, a luggage. Yeah, it fell, no, it fell out of the overhead or something, right? And broke his hand? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers might slip on a little spilled wheatgrass at his house and tear his knee. What's the matter? Zach Greinke broke his ribs playing pickup basketball. Matt LaFleur tore his Achilles playing a basketball game at practice. I know, but you. so isn't that kind of making the point? So if you could get hurt taking a dump, what do you think the chances are? Oh, I know that almost happened to me this morning, by the way. Um <laughs> Glad an I'm glad you're okay. So if you if you could get hurt on the toilet, aren't the chances much higher that you could get hurt by a 280 pound man who could run a 40 yard dash in four seconds? I've been doing this their whole lives. I, I mean, understand. You that. got I'm not guys out there. I think there's this. No, you can't be living your life scared like that. You, what what is his job? What does he get paid to do? Play football. What does he got to be good at this year? So Packer fans cannot bitch and moan about him getting that big contract. Play football. He's got to get on the same page as Matt LaFleur, new offense, and these coaches, albeit for a quarter, that's better than nothing, because we always complain about, oh, the Packers started slow this year. If only Rodgers would have played in the preseason. You're going to hear it. Right. So then why why doesn't he? I don't know. Play more in the – and I'm not – I'm just – I'm looking at both sides, and I – to say I'm white knuckling, that's extreme. To say I won't be a little nervous, I mean, you got to be, of course you'd be a little nervous. I'll be nervous. Uh, if he uh, takes up, if he gets planted, and he probably would protect himself, he would not try to extend a play. If he's going to be sacked, he would just go down. But if he got, like, who is it? Did you guys see the, uh, the, uh, the Panthers quarterback last week, you know, because Cam Newton wasn't playing, just got absolutely jacked. Oh, yeah, punished. Gardner uh, Minishu, the kid who used to play at uh, Washington State. He, it was the first play of the game. Ba-boom. They did a bootleg, like, play action, and the linebacker didn't fake, and he just got tattooed. You don't tell me if that was Aaron Rodgers. You'd be like, oh, my God, good night, bye season. When did the Bucks start playing? Well, uh, if he when, got when there's a big like hit, that. obviously you kind of cringe, but isn't the guy fine? Yeah, he was fine. He, he got All up right, and laughed there, there about it. There you go. It. He's good. But 
He's I, also 23. Aaron Rodgers is so? going to be 36. Right. These are peak athletes. They hit the gym. They're Rogers in physical body, peak condition. Rodgers' body has shown to be a little more brittle the last few years. I mean, Nelson, he did play last year on a broken leg. I kind of want to see the x-rays. I would also love to see the x-rays. But uh, we'll never. Packers Deep State will never release that. Not saying I don't believe. Also, he, I think there's again HIPAA laws on that as well. Yeah, not saying I don't believe he had a broken leg, but I. I've been getting brushed up on HIPAA lately. I kind of need to see. Yeah, it. right. <laughs> ah! Uh, by the way, on the nickname JD, if you want a nickname from a guy named Joe, look elsewhere and just say no. Yeah, I see, I see read what that. He did. Oh, that's that, I know I'm reiterating. That's that's. I think, but that's JD. You're kind of making my point by criticizing. That's a great little. I don't know, was that a limerick. You kind yeah, of that's what I said. Like so, I said, there's once a man from Nantucket. Right. His, so, but is are those not? Someone nick- finish it for me. Right. I'm not going to finish that. Um, wouldn't that be more of a, a limerick than a nickname, though? So yeah. maybe I'm coming up with limericks for all yeah, this. That's what sport. I was saying. You're a, little, you're a limerick guy. Okay, so maybe why can't maybe play- during players' weekend once well, they, they don't have, have limerick their, weekend. That's what I'm saying. Their why? nickname on the jersey, we have Joe Miller limericks that also show up on the big. Yeah, board. instead of the kid coming up to like announce the batting order, you can be like, do a little limerick up there uh, for your now batting. I mean, if nicknames are a thing, why can't lick- limericks be a thing? Now maybe batting. I'm starting something. Now batting, it's you got to do like a Ryan Braun one. Now uh, batting. Left fielder, number eight, the Bronchise. No, with the Limerick, though. Oh. Uh, now batting his Limerick for the weekend. <laughs> uh, okay, I see what you're doing. I got to think of it. There I, once was a man now named batting. Ryan. We all knew he was lying. <laughs> you can finish it. Um, There once was a man. Uh, uh, there once was a dude who. Once no, he I, got caught, he started no, no, crying. No, that was too much pressure. Um, He can. Eat a fawn, it's Ryan Braun. Uh, I <laughs> the like music. I like the guy. There once was a man named Ryan. We found um, out he was lying. Oh. Once he was caught, he started crying. Every time he steps to the plate, the ball is gone. Now batting Ryan, Ryan Braun. That there you go. Wait for Whenever it. he steps to the plate, the ball is gone. Now batting for the Brewers, Ryan Braun. That's yeah. it. Packers preseason tonight. They're going to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Um, we were talking a little bit about does Rod, this happens every year. Does Rodgers needs the does he need to play in these preseason games? Does Devontae Adams need to play? Do the starters really need to be playing in these preseason games? Um, I didn't really get a clear cut answer for you, Nelson. I say yeah. I don't care about game one. I'm totally fine with one quarter, roughly, as Matt Lafleur said for game two. Then game three, they get the most. It's usually about a half. And then game four, everyone, all the, the 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 main cogs sit, and you have the guys fighting for roster spots playing on game number four. Do you have any problem with, you know, a new head coach Matt Lafleur coming in, a new system, a new playbook, Aaron Rodgers trying to get comfortable with these, you know, new I don't want to say new duties, but a new guy to answer to. Uh, what do you? What's your take on him playing a quarter or not playing at all? See, I have no issue with them playing tonight. Especially if it's a quarter or less. Because I'd actually be surprised if he plays more than a quarter. I know they said about a quarter. It's roughly a quarter. But uh, with a new head coach installing a new offense, I don't see I, – I feel like you can only benefit from playing more. You're not going to benefit any from sitting out your second preseason game either. Yeah. Um, like, it's it's understandable if they sat him out if McCarthy was the coach because they were together for 13 years. They know – the playbooks like the back of their hands. I understand that. 
But when it's brand new and you've, how long has he been there? Since July, they started their one training camp. Yeah. Well, Rogers been studying the playbook since Lafleur was first hired. But it's different. Live bullets in a game totally. is different than practice. Though Rashawn Gary fans will say it's different. Try to try to table the hate. You know, let's have a civil conversation. We don't want to piss off too many people around here yet. All right, but yeah, but Aaron Rodgers playing totally play. You have a new head coach. You have a new system. You have a new playbook. What do we hear from Cheeseheads and Packer fans every single year, though? Well, you're going to have people complain. It's it, uh, Well, always. It's either this. Aaron Rodgers shouldn't play at all. This is Cheeseheads. Cheesehead logic. Aaron Rodgers shouldn't play at all in the preseason. Then once the season gets underway, what do you see? The Packers are known for notoriously being slow starters, right? And then the same Cheeseheads are crying from the mountaintops, yelling into the abyss that Rodgers should have got more snaps in preseason because the offense is so lethargic looking. You can't have your cake and eat it too when it comes to bitching, especially the cheeseheads. But I'm totally fine with him playing, like you said, when you have a new coach, when you have a new playbook, when you have who's going to be the second option for wide receiver two? Who's going to be behind Devontae Adams? When you, I know it's just a quarter, but these are moments where you have guys, you need guys to step up. Time is precious in the NFL. You need to take it by the by the nuts and get after it right away. You got to grab grab the bull by the horns, Nelson. And there's just some things that you can't get from a practice that you get in live games. Yeah. Cuz yes, it's preseason, it doesn't matter, but these are still games. They're not practices. So, we have our Packer insider Rob Reichel from Forbes.com, BobMcGinnFootball.com coming up in about 10 minutes. We'll, you know, really dive in uh, to Packers preseason game number 2. And the questions surrounding it and what we're going to look for. He wrote a, some really good stories about, about that at Forbes.com. But, you know, a little lighthearted thing right here. Aaron Rodgers, I think he's trying to do a little saving face when it comes to his beer chugging. You remember him chugging that? I wouldn't even say chugging. Remember him sipping that beer in the Milwaukee Bucks game? Attempting to drink a beer? Yeah. Well, there was. he was asked uh, on a certain question when it comes to, did you see what they're doing? with the the fog horn at Lambeau Field for third down that sounds like a giant fart that fog horn they're trying to get all the boomers to be loud and help home field advantage at Lambeau did you see that yes well now they have like even LaFleur was talking about it afterwards in preseason game number 1 about trying to get the crowd loud and you know what they would do to amp everyone up it's been a it's been a topic of debate for you know since last Thursday is how do you get these fans loud first of all how is this even an issue? I thought Lam- Lambeau Field, that has been sold out, I think, since the early 30s. I, don't, I think they've had a sellout for every single game since the early 30s. You have a season ticket uh, line for people wanting to get season tickets. That's you got to wait like 50 years. I'll be, a, I'll be dead and gone before my name ever gets called, probably. So the fact that we have a season ticket line of 50 years, you have a sellout game since the 30s. We always talk about this Lambeau mystique. Why is it a topic of discussion of how to get the home crowd loud on third downs? Isn't that a bad look for the Packers? It's and it's preseason though. Well, they're talking. They're doing this stuff to to get ready for the regular season. They got this this giant. Who do you make horn? But now they have. The floor was talking about it after the preseason game. He said we need ideas. So people are trying to give their ideas. I would love to hear your idea how to get people loud at Lambeau Field, 608-321-1670, Twitter Zone Madison, Facebook Zone Madison. Aaron Rodgers has a idea. And I think what I was leading into is him trying to, 
you know, extend an olive branch to us beer chuggers out there. He says they should slash beer prices to get fans as loud as possible. That's what Roger said. Well, is, is that it, him trying to be like, hey, I suck at chugging beer, but let's slash the prices for you? Or he's just trying to pander to most of the fans that like to go enjoy drinking beer and having a good time. Well, he's not wrong here. If you were to slash the prices for beer, Nelson, you fall victim to this too. I know a lot of people that when they get a couple of drinks in them, they start to get a little louder. Just think if all those rowdy fans, not saying, you know, you included for rowdy here, all those rowdy fans at Lambeau got half beer prices, they slashed them. Just think of how loud that stadium would be with everyone just boozed off their ass. Well, if we're talking about the stadium, we have to think about Lambeau's one of the older stadiums in the league. Yep. They're even building stadiums now to make them louder. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Plus you have, was it Seattle that's now pumping sound into it? Was it Seattle? Seattle, got caught, Seattle yeah. got caught pumping sound in pumping it. Sound. Uh, the Falcons got caught pumping sound in. So now you have teams that are building stadiums to make but it like, louder. You can't, you're not allowed to pump. And pumping pump noise in. sound in. Yeah. You're not supposed to do that. I think the Falcons lost draft picks because of that. You're not supposed to do a lot of things, but people do them. Yeah, you ask for forgiveness, not permission. But Rogers said they should slash beer prices. I love it. I'm totally up for that. So domestic beers were selling for eight twenty five for a 16-ouncer at Lambeau Field last year. If you slash that, that'd be a nice little price, dude. Four twenty five. Why not? That'd be legit. Just think of everyone just obnoxiously drunk of how loud Lambeau Field would be. But here's the thing. If you were to slash beer prices, yeah, it would get loud on third down for the Packers' defense, but it also would be loud and obnoxious for Rodgers trying to quiet the crowd. You ever try to quiet a drunk man? I've tried to quiet you before when you've had a few in you. It's hard. It, it doesn't work. Can't silence me. Yeah, you can't silence this transmission. Sober, hammered. All right, speaking of Packers, Rob Reichler, Packers insider, coming up. With Joe gone, usually it's Olympus. I'm going to New Metal. I'm going to go with Tool Thursday. Who? Exactly. I can't believe you said that. I, I heard someone. Tool's got, Tool got a new song come out. They got a new album coming out August 30th. I look at Nelson, I'm all stoked because I'm a huge Tool fan. I heard someone and he once goes, say. And he goes, I've never heard of Tool. How have you never heard of Tool? I heard someone once say only people that listen to Tool is Tools. I'm fine with that. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, Robbie, I see that the uh, what the starters are going to play what a, a roughly a quarter or so says Matt Lafleur tonight in Baltimore against the Ravens. What do you, do you fall under the stance that the starters should play more, should play less, or it's just right? Well, honestly, you know, I'm to the point where if these guys don't play in the preseason, the majority of years, I'm fine with that. And and if my you know at, at least your top three, four, five guys on the roster. The Rodgers, the, the Devontae Adams, the Bonciari kind of players. Uh, if, if And I say that with a caveat, if, if you had an experienced head coach and everybody was comfortable in the offensive system, for example. Had Mike McCarthy come back, you know, it, may, it might not have been a bad decision to rest some people out of the entire preseason. Because honestly, you know, a lot of teams, specifically New England, and we've seen how it's worked there, a lot of teams use the preseason, or I mean the uh, month of September almost, the way the preseason was used a generation ago. If New England, for example, even was 2-2 two two at the end of September, and everybody on the four letter is freaking out and spending their entire shows yipping and yapping about what's wrong with the Patriots, Belichick is laughing because he knows they'll finish 13-3 and three and probably be in the Super Bowl. Now, having said that, in Green Bay with a, with a rookie head coach, um, with, with a brand-new offensive system, with, with things that are still new and unique, 
uh, to a lot of players on the roster. I, I think it's very important that a guy like Rogers plays tonight and probably plays a week from now. I wouldn't play him in that final game against Kansas City. Yeah. Um, but I but I do think he needs, let's say, six to eight series worth of work through the preseason here, even with the number one offense for them to have any level of continuity and consistency heading into that Bears game in the opener. So, no, I, I think it's important for the number one offense. Um, the, the defense, honestly, and I'm ama- it's amazing I'll even say this, the defense is more settled, I think, right, right. now than the offense is evil. But, but I do think the number one offense needs to work. Yeah, I mean, what do we hear every year or two once the season gets underway? Well, the offense for the Packers is slow, it's lethargic, they're off to a slow start again because they didn't play enough in preseason. I think it's a perfect opportunity to kind of get that rust off and you know acclimated to that new system and the new head coach. One thing I'm really looking for, though, I know Devontae Adams is the number one wide receiver. Who's the number two? Who's the number three, Rob? I think it's going to be a week-to-week deal sometimes. I mean, I think I think we're going to know in a couple of weeks, Evo, maybe who's going to open various games, and it wouldn't shock me right now. I think I think Valdez Scantling still has a slight lead on, on Kumro to be the second outside guy, but I'm telling you, Kumro's had another amazing camp. He's, not only is he going to be on the roster, He's going to get a lot of playing time. Just how much we'll eventually find out. But I mean, Valdez Scantling, you know, his upside, his long-term potential is probably as any as good as anybody in that group right now. And I, I think they want to find out maybe long-term what what he's going to be. But but that's a really close battle in, in that second outside spot. I'd say right now between MBS and Kumar. Really, the, the the one that's blowing my mind that's a little bit fascinating, honestly, Evo, is is that undrafted rookie Darius Shepard's got a got a real chance not only to be on the roster, but he's going to fight for that slot job, um, the slot wideout job as well. I mean, they they've talked the entire offseason how they're going to maybe put a bigger body type of guy in that role, like a Geronimo Allison, and try to win some matchups just with physicality and size. But but I'm telling you, this Shepard is what a true slot looks like. It's what a true slot has been, and and typically will be across the NFL um, just really quick in, in tight areas and short, in, in short bursts and small bits of space. He's, he's very tough to get, to get your hands on to, 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 to redirect him from his routes. I'm telling you, he, he's a guy who's in an unbelievable summer, and uh, he's in a fight there. But honestly, Evo, it, it could be a week-to-week thing, you know, where all of a sudden, all of a sudden one week you, you love a matchup where – you know, you, you've got St. Brown, for example, against the fourth quarter, and he gets seven balls or something like that. It, it could be where all the attention one week is, is shaded to Adams, and, and they go to MBS 11 times or something like that. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I expect Adams to have 100-plus catches again. Sure. Um, and, and your second guy, honestly, Eagle might have 50 or 55 catches. Really, you know, you know who's going to be the number two guy there this year, Eagle, out there in Jones? Um, they're going to run the ball that much. They're going to run the ball 45-plus percent of the time if the quarterback doesn't get to the line of scrimmage and change a great deal, uh, a great number of plays like he has in, in past seasons. Aaron Jones is really going to be there too. And, um, and, and, and everybody on the team should be happy about that. Yeah. That, that, should, that should balance the offense. It, it should prolong the quarterback's career. Um, there's, there's so many positives to the fact that you can run the ball 
And if Jones can stay healthy, well, he's going to be that number two guy. Yeah, Rob Reichel, our Packers insider, joining us right now on the Joe and Ebo Show. Now, Rob, uh, I was on the golf course yesterday, actually, with Miller. We were in a um, a charity event raising money for the American Family Children's Hospital. Uh, Coach, Mc- Coach McCarthy did come up. I, I asked the American Family Children's Hospital if he'd be coming back because, you know, he was a big AmFam guy, um, but they said it, they weren't sure. So, But anyways, what we were talking about elsewhere on the course was Aaron Jones. I'm glad you brought him up. So Aaron Jones, I think he's going to have a breakout year, and I hope he can. My question is, can he stay healthy? He has already had that hamstring, you know, kind of tightness, I guess they would say it was what it was. Do you think that Aaron Jones could be that bell cow for the Green Bay Packers for the, an, an entire season? Well, I, I put the key. If he's healthy, I mean, he's going to have twelve to fifteen hundred yards rushing, I, I, and he's probably going to have sixty-five catches. I mean, he's going to have that kind of year where he's going to get four catches a game, and you know, he, he's going to run the ball for eighty-plus yards on average per game, and he, and he could have a dozen to fifteen touchdowns. I mean, he's that explosive. He looks remarkable on a on, on the days that he has had that he has practiced. Evo, he's he's got that burst. It, he, he redid his body a little bit. Rodgers was giving him grief at the end of last season as being a little bit pudgy and a little bit chubby. He took his body fat from 11% to about 5, 5.5. He, 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 didn't, he didn't lose weight necessarily, but but he reshaped his body. And, Rob, and did you see his biceps? They're young. Oh, they're huge. They're almost as they're, big as mine. They're incredible, Evo. I mean, he can almost take you now, but I, 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 still, I still bet on you any day. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're a smart man. He, he, He's in the running, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> to maybe have a chance to be one of the yeah. three guys in the world that can knock you off, people. Um, yeah, but, thank you, Rob. <laughs> thank you. That's, I'm making a, we're making a promo out of that now. That's a promo coming up now. <laughs> Do we but have not, a list not, of those not, three? Not biceps, yes. Though, yes, who are those so three? So strong now with the lower body, too. And, that, and that's where he's had his injury. Um, yeah. You know, are, are some of those knee sprains, those ligament sprains down there. And his belief was, you know, if, you know if, if he could get stronger down there, he's also, he, yeah, at least he claims he's always faster. He has been caught from behind in the past. You know, if, if he's not being run down, it certainly reduces the risk of injury there as well. But um, I, I would say right now, though, Evo, the chances of him playing 16 games, I, I put it at no more than 33% only because he just he hasn't done it yet. Yeah. You know, both, both these years he's played 12 games and, and been dinged up a little bit and missed. You know, actually ended both seasons on IR, so it's it's going to be a stretch for them, I think, to get him through a 16 game season completely unscathed. He's done everything he can, though. I mean, he's done everything possible. At the end of the day, he's still he's still kind of a smaller guy at only about 205, 208. So getting a guy like that through the through the course of a season is is tricky. I mean, the the good thing for him is is they do have a respectable number two. In Jamal Williams, and I think they'll want to get him six, eight, ten carries a game. So, um, but that's your initial question, Evo. I mean, yeah. if he makes it through the year, he's he's not only going to be a bell cow. My guess is he's going to be in the Pro Bowl. I sure hope so. My fingers are crossed. Rob Bryce for joining us right now. Something I have to ask you about: uh, the Packers never really been in that situation for a long time to take a player like you know the twelfth pick, Rashawn Gary. They got uh, Gary's first preseason game. Didn't record any stats. Um, you know, many could argue that you saw a lot of explosiveness from him. That uh, there was, you know. You could see it. It just didn't appear on paper when it comes to stats-wise. What was your take on Rashawn Gary? And his, I know it's preseason, but his first game and what he's got to do tonight to win over maybe some of the haters. Yeah, and I think you have one sitting right next to you. Yeah, that's, um, that's why I brought it up. Nelson's right whoa, here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting next to Ebo, and I love Gary. All right, so I got Ryan from the red zone in here, too. He loves Gary. But Nelson, <laughs> oh, Ryan's there as well. Nelson, a known Gary hater. But what is, I mean, besides register some stats, Rob, I mean, what did you see from Rashawn Gary in that first game? 
Well, honestly, I mean, in, in some respects, it was very similar to his time at Michigan, Evo, where where he, he was semi-impactful in the game. But, again, his, his stats didn't always show that. And that's what they asked him to do at Michigan. Uh, you know, when, it, when he stood up on the end and took on a tackle and a tight end for about half the snaps. Um, the problem with Gary, and this is what scouts dinged him on and knocked him on, and some people were surprised Green Bay took him at number 12, is, is the fact he just – He's not a great finisher. I mean, take Tyler Fackrell, for example, last year. Fackrell has 10 and a half sacks. When, and Fackrell, I think, only had 25 pressures or something like that. I mean, the bottom line is when Fackrell got near a quarterback, he finished it. The, the thing on Gary, the knock on Gary has always been he doesn't finish. And, and that's the one thing, you know, that I, that I think fans and people have to watch for tonight and be looking for in general. Rashad Gary, I mean, it, it's hard to take your eyes off him on the field because he's so big, strong, fast. Physical, athletic. I mean, he does so many things in that four or five seconds that a that a play goes on. Other than maybe record the sack or, or record the tackle, they've got to find a way to take all that that all that all that potential and turn it into production for him. Um, to be honest, it hasn't happened over the last four or five years in his college days, and and he's got to figure out how to do it right now in his early days, at least in Green Bay, because he's going to be given a lot of opportunities. Well, they were running a a blitz package the other day with, with the two Smiths, the outside linebackers, uh, Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark, um, as, as a four-man defensive front. And, and to be honest, when you when you talk about the length and athleticism and explosion in that group, it's, it's pretty scary. Um, and, and he's a guy they're going to they're gonna count on there. And, and honestly, he'll get single blocked a lot of times coming out of a package like that because I think both Smith and Kenny Clark have a far greater chance of drawing the double teams. So Gary's going to be the one guy there they're going to count on and they're going to want to get home, and uh, they're going to need him to do that. Um, he hasn't done it yet, Evo, like we said, but can he do it? Absolutely. He's He's got all the ability in the world. He's just got to figure out how to get home to quarterback. Hi, right, Rob. We have a guest question from Ryan from the Red Zone for the for the last question, so we better make it a good one. Uh, okay, Rob. Long-time Hi, reader, uh, first-time question asker. Uh, <laughs> so... There seems to be a lot of different uh, reports coming out about Oren Burks and, and truly what, how, how serious of an injury this is. If he is out for – well, first of all, what do you know about that? And secondly, if he is out for an extended period of time, who are you looking to see hop into that middle linebacker, starting middle linebacker spot along with Martinez? Yeah, you, you know, Ryan, they're always tight-lipped, and it, it, it's really tricky to get, you know, um, 100% accurate injury information. I was a little surprised the other day when Gutekunst uh, talked about the timeline being quicker maybe than, than some other people had talked about. I, I'd have to see that, I guess, Ryan, to believe it. My my best guess, I mean, if, if you look at the history of pectoral injuries around the league and Green Bay had a couple of them last year, a lot of times it's a two- to three-month deal. Um, maybe his just isn't as bad or severe. Again, none of us have seen the medical to fully know how that's going to be on birth. Burks, but let, let's just assume, Ryan, that he's going to miss, let's say, the month of September, okay, at least the first couple of games. You saw last week what I think all the people at TCU saw with Ty Summers over the last couple of seasons. I mean, he had a beast. He averaged, yes. he averaged, he averaged 160 tackles a season the last couple of years at TCU. He had 319 tackles in a two-year window. I mean, that's, that's absolutely remarkable. Uh, for a guy like that to put up, put up those kind of numbers. You guys remember Zach Thomas all those years ago in Miami. He, he's got a similar body. You know, he's a little bit smaller, but he's, he's just 
just one of these guys that has a nose for the football and he's always around the ball. My best guess, Ryan, is he would get first crack. He'll certainly get a, a chance to shine the next couple of preseason games. And I, I think what's going to happen is that if none of these guys jump forward and, and really you know, really prove that they can be counted on for 30 or 40 snaps a game, which is really all that position is going to play once we get to the regular season, I think you'll see them add a player, maybe a late trade, maybe trade one of these wide receivers where you have some depth and, and pick up another inside linebacker. I, I, I could see Gutekunst doing something like that if he doesn't trust one of these rookies. But I guess the good thing is, if you're going through the Packer roster and identifying the positions um, in terms of importance, the second inside linebacker probably ranks between 20 and 22 um, in terms of importance on, on that roster right now out of the starting group. So so the guy they lost isn't, isn't going to make or break their season. It's not going to change point spreads in Vegas. And I do think they've got a couple capable bodies that they're going to give a look to here, Ryan, in the next uh, couple of games and, and then kind of go from there. All right, Robbie, I want to thank you so much for your time, man. We can all follow along tonight. Uh, Rob Reichel on Twitter, correct? Yes, you can. And, and jump to Forbes right after the game. I'll have, I'll have winners and losers and a breakdown of the game and, and all sorts of good stuff uh, probably by midnight. Rob, your last article I chuckled when the losers were all the fans. I couldn't agree more, especially with that freaking <laughs> foghorn blowing on third down. What was that? That was stupid. Between that and the fact they can even charge anybody to get into the building for that, is, uh, <laughs> yes, that, that does make the fans the losers in those games, people. Thank you so much, Rob. It was a pleasure. All right, you guys have a great day. See you, buddy. There he is, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com. Check him out on Twitter at Rob Reichel. 